This is Surfing Through Cinema. I'm your host, Hawaii Harry. Today I'll be discussing the next film for Classic Hollywood Week. From acclaimed boutique disc service, the Warner Archive Collection, this episode is all about Porky Pig 101. Okay, so in this episode I won't go too much into detail with the technical details, um, but there was a lot that went behind into it. Um, you know, they found old film reels that they were able to use to transfer to a digital file type. But they also had to use VHS elements, just because many of these cartoons are uh, really old, some are lost, so some of them aren't in the same quality as others, even some scenes within some cartoons. But they used what elements they could get. This was a multi-year... Um, endeavor, I think five or six years, so I commend them for all the time and effort and energy they put into bringing this to light. Um, and so I'm going to be reviewing every single disc in this collection, there's five of them, each have around 20 on them, 20 cartoons, and uh, the parameters I use for judging them, um, because I had to think of a way to to rate all of them, there's 101 I had we have to go through. So it's based on, is it funny? I think that's the most important part. If the cartoon's funny, it doesn't matter really what quality it is. If it's enjoyable, funny, and you're good from there. Um, is the transfer good? And I recognize there are cases where they just had to use what they had. Um, is the animation good, such as the style, the timing, framing, all of that. Um, is there a good direction? You know, did the directors get the point across in the storyline? And the final one, is there good editing? Kind of along with the good animation. Um, are the cuts okay? Like, did it work out alright? And so having set those parameters, now I'll review each and every disc. So we'll start with disc one. And the first cartoon they have is I Haven't Got a Hat. This has Porky in school reciting American history. This is the very first appearance of Porky Pig. Um, before this, uh, there were other cartoon characters Warner Brothers had, such as Bosco, and I think his name was Happy? I can't remember, but they were not popular characters at all. It wasn't until Leon Schlesinger and company decided, okay, we need to have... A whole new ensemble cast. So you have Beans, you have the Twins, you have this Owl character, and you have Porky. And um, Porky was originally just made as a throwaway character. He wasn't really meant to be center stage. And we'll see in the first few cartoons here that that was the case. He was just a background character. And the original actor for him, um, Joe Dodery, he actually had a real stutter, and so it cost them lots of money to record each take with him because he would constantly keep stuttering. And uh, so it's very interesting to see how they did that initially. And this is one of the two cartoons that are in color. Um, and so overall, I gave this one a 7 out of 10. Um, it was enjoyable. I liked the style of it. Yeah, I thought it was pretty good. All right. Then the next one is Gold Diggers of 49. 
and uh, this takes place during the 1849 gold rush in California. And Porky, he's a completely redesigned character. Uh, in this one, he's huge. He's a big, big character. And like I said, he was a secondary, so the main one is Beans. Because they thought, oh, Beans will be the big popular character. Boy, were they wrong. Um, but throughout the cartoon, Beans is trying to get with Porky's daughter, who looks nothing like Porky. In fact, she looks exactly like Beans, so it doesn't make sense how that worked. But um, I really liked this one. I gave it an 8 out of 10. Um, I love the crazy animation and crazy direction from Tex Avery. He's one of my favorites. And I discovered through the Warner Archive, so... Very grateful for that. I love the crazy humor from him. Okay. Then the next one is called Boom Boom. This is a World War I cartoon. And I gave it a 6 out of 10. It was enjoyable, but pretty forgettable. Um, some scenes of it kind of reminded me of in, uh, was it A Night at the Opera or Duck Soup? I can't remember which Marx Brothers movie, but there were a couple scenes in it that reminded me of them. Um... Alright, then the next one is called Alpine Antics. Um, there's a bunch of snow activities. And uh, there's a bunch of skiing, snowboarding. Or not snowboarding, sledding. And uh, pretty forgettable. I gave this one a 4 out of 10. It, it was pretty weird. I, I didn't like it very much. There's a lot of cartoons in this collection that are pretty weird. So the Blowout. This is a another Tex Avery one. So Porky, all he wants in this cartoon is an ice cream soda. He's a little kid in this one. Again, the the character design is all over the place, especially with each different director. But all he wants is ice cream soda. He gets pennies. He only has a couple and doesn't have enough to get an ice cream soda. And uh, he indirectly stops a bomb going off because there's a crazy masked uh, villain going around. And he indirectly gives the guy back his bomb because it was in a package. He's like, here, you drop this, and then it blows up. And as a result, he gets a whole bunch of pennies, and they ask him, what are you going to use it to spend it on? And he just buys a whole bunch of ice cream soda. The end is him eating it. And I gave this a 7 out of 10. I, I really liked um, seeing Porky as a young kid. It was really funny. And uh, just seeing how he indirectly became a hero, I really liked that. That was really funny. Okay, the next one is called Western Westward Woe, and the twins, uh, I can't remember their names, but there are two twin dogs, and they say they're being chased by Indians. It's kind of like a Boy Who Cried Wolf thing, where everyone goes out to see where the Indians are, but it turns out they were lying. So when they actually do come, no one believes them. And then that's pretty much it. Porky is a very minimal role in this one. Again, he's a big size character like in the Gold Diggers. And uh, I gave this one a 5 out of 10. It was okay. It wasn't great. Pretty forgettable. Okay. The next one is called Plain Dippy. And Porky Pig, he joins the Army Corps. And he uses an RC plane. And it's funny in the beginning when he wants to join into the Air Force, but the RC plane sequence takes up a majority of the cartoon, and the the gag kind of gets old because um, when you talk in the microphone, the plane starts moving in different directions, so you say, move left, move right. Because there's people who are standing by and they're watching a cat moving left and right, so it's making the plane move around. And it, it gets old. 
it's not that great of a cartoon. I gave it a 5 out of 10 as well. Okay, the next one is called Fish Tales. And Porky's on a speedboat, and fish, fish capture Porky, but then it turns out it's all a dream. I, I really did not like this one. It was really strange. I gave it a 3 out of 10. And there's a director called Jack King. A lot of the cartoons he did were not very good. But the direction was pretty lame. and The character design was really odd. And a lot of the stories were non, uh, nonsensical. They didn't make any sense at all. So I gave that one a 3 out of 10. Okay. The next one is Shanghai Shipmates. And so Porky and his crew are are brought back onto a ship and they're all in trouble from their captain and he's pretty selfish he eats all the food and and the crew decides to start a mutiny and Porky's in charge of it um it was funny but it kind of felt out of character for Porky I think Daffy Duck or Bugs Bunny would have done a mutiny I don't think Porky would he seems a lot more timid and calm I don't think he would have done that so but this one I gave a six out of ten it was actually um, it was enjoyable. I, I like the animation style in this one. It was pretty similar to that of Disney in the, in the 30s. So I really like this one. Okay. The next one is called Porky's Pet. Porky and his ostrich are Broadway bound and then chaos ensues on the train. When I first watched it, I enjoyed the beginning of it. I was excited to see how it turned out to see an ostrich on Broadway, but... Once they get on the train, that's pretty much it. They're just on the train the rest of the cartoon. And I I was kind of disappointed they never end up in Broadway in this. So I gave it a 2 out of 10. It, it was pretty lame. I was really bummed that they never made it. Um, and the animation style wasn't too good either. Uh, let's see. The next one is called Porky the Rainmaker. So there's a drought on Porky's farm in... Porky buys rain pills, and then the animals start eating the pills. Some of them are thunderstorms, earthquake pills, rain. Um, I think there's a snowstorm one. It's funny, but again, kind of ends abruptly and doesn't really resolve anything. Um, they do save the farm from the drought, but it, it wasn't that great. I gave this one a 4 out of 10. Okay. Then the next one is Porky's Poultry Plant. So again, Porky on a, a farm. But this time he's a grown-up instead of a kid, like in the past one. And uh, Porky saves a, a little chicken from a hawk. And uh, you'll notice later on throughout this disc series, <clears throat> through this collection, there's a lot of cartoons very, very similar to this one. Um, where Porky's on a farm, and he has to save... Uh, little bird from a bigger bird for some reason that's a continual theme um it was okay i gave it a six out of ten it was enjoyable uh some of franklin tash's cartoons i like other ones are pretty lame so he's kind of hidden this as a director for these and i don't have the directors for all of these but the ones that stood out to me i i uh, wrote down okay then the next one is Porky on a farm, and and Porky goes to the city to get money to pay off his dad's debt, and uh, for the farm, 
and he becomes a milkman, but he keeps getting chased by a horsefly. And, uh, it, it's pretty good. I think I, let's see, what did I give? I gave it a 6 out of 10. It, it was enjoyable. Again, the animation style was pretty good. Reminded me a lot of the Disney one. Um, this is one of the better ones in this disc. Okay. Uh, the next one is Porky's Moving Day. Um, Porky helps move a cow out of her house that's on top of a cliffside. And he also has another guy who keeps saying over and over again, Okay, boss, because he keeps falling asleep, not doing anything. I give this a 4 out of 10. Um, it wasn't that interesting. And uh, again, like other ones, it just ends at where they go to. There's only like one scene transition from the house where they get a phone call to go to the house. From their house, getting a phone call, they need, this lady needs help getting moved out and then going to the house and then that's it. it it's okay. Like I said, I give it a four out of 10. All right. And then the next one is called Little Bo Pork and Porky fights against Ali Mode. And this is pretty reminiscent of the Bo Guest story. Um, which I've, I've never seen any of the movies for it, but it's a pretty popular story in that, in the Arabia area. Um, uh, I, it was okay. I gave it a, let's see, I gave it a five out of 10. Um, it wasn't too notable, not too interesting. All right. Then the next one, the, Village Sultry, so, oh, the Village Smithy, so Porky Pig is in a smith shop, and uh, kind of crazy things that go on with him in there. Uh, he has a big boss who's, you know, shouting at him, doing the right thing, doing the wrong thing. I like this one. I gave it a 7 out of 10. This is one of the better ones, again, on the disc. And uh, there's a funny sequence where uh, the... Porky accidentally drops the branding iron onto a horse, and then the horse runs out, dragging his boss with him, breaking all these buildings and stuff. And then, kind of breaking the fourth wall, the boss looks at the camera, he's like, wait, how did this all happen? And then everything goes back in reverse, goes back into the smith shop. And then Porky's like, I think like this. And then he throws the iron, and then it continues on again. It's pretty funny. So I give it a 7 out of 10, but... That made me laugh a lot. Uh, this is another Tex Avery one. It, it's very reminiscent of his fourth wall breaking comedy. The next one is called Porky in the North Woods. And in this one, Porky and animals, they try to kick out a hunter who keeps setting up traps to capture like ducks and geese and uh, bears, all kinds of animals. And yeah, it was, it was okay. I gave it a 6 out of 10. The next one is Porky the Wrestler. And uh, Porky Pig, he accidentally becomes a wrestler. He accidentally ends up in the ring. And he ends up winning by some sheer miracle. I give it a 5 out of 10. This is another Tex Avery one, but I feel like this is kind of one of his weaker ones. I didn't like this one as much. The next one is called Porky's Road Race. and this one, he races famous people like Clark Gable. Uh, let's see who else. He races... Boris Karloff, and a couple other ones I didn't recognize, but it was a really weird cartoon. I did not like this one. I give it a 3 out of 10. The animation style was really awkward, really weird. The timing was 
very strange. I did not like this one. Um, so, yeah, I, I gave it a 3 out of 10. It was pretty weird. Alright, then the last one, a, another Tex Avery one. This is called Picador Porky. And this is the first appearance of Mel Blanc in a Looney Tune short. That's the most notable thing in this. This is one of the last times that Joe Dotery voices Porky Pig. So up until this point, he was the voice actor of them. And uh, Mel Blanc, he plays a couple random characters in it, but, you know, he, he proves that he was the man of a thousand voices. You know, he has, I think, three or four characters in this. They all sound different. You could tell it's him, but they're all very different, very unique. That's about the most notable thing. That's why I give this one a 6 out of 10. Other than that, it's a pretty forgettable cartoon um, where Porky's uh, ends up in a bowl, a bowl match. Not too interesting. I gave it a 6 out of 10. But alright, that concludes disc 1. Okay, so now we're in disc 2. So the first one's called Porky's Romance. And Porky tries to win the affection of Petunia. And then he kind of has uh, a premonition of what life would look like living with her. And sees that she would just be lazy, sitting on the couch, barking orders to him. And then he would be scrambling by, trying to keep the food cooked, trying to clean the trying to iron the clothes, trying to do the dishes, all these crazy things. He's like running around and because uh, he realizes she's not that good of a person. She's actually really mean and really toxic. And, um, so then at the very end, he runs away from her. I give this one a 2 out of 10. I did not like Petunia. She is a very unlikable character and it made it kind of hard to watch. So I did not enjoy this one at all. I gave it a 2. Okay, now the next one from Tex Avery is called Porky's Duck Hunt. And in this one, Porky tries to hunt Daffy Duck. And this is the very first appearance of Daffy Duck, who's one of my favorite Looney Tunes characters. And I absolutely love this one. He has a lot of the traits we see in him later on. Uh, Daffy does. And he's really witty, really funny, kind of crazy. Um, but we also see traits that would later go into Woody Woodpecker, such as the crazy laugh, um, kind of the explosive animation. Um, so I gave this one an 8 out of 10. I thought this was a great cartoon. It was great seeing Daffy Duck for the first time. Alright. The next one is called Porky and Gabby. And uh, Porky and Gabby try to go camping. So Gabby's a goat that was only in a couple cartoons. He's supposed to be kind of like a sidekick to Porky. And uh, he's the opposite of Porky. Porky's kind of happy-go-lucky. Um, kind of the everyman trait. Whereas Gabby is super... He complains a lot. He's kind of lazy. doesn't do anything. And he's a very unlikable character. And sadly, this is directed by Ub Iwerks, who's a great, great animator and great uh, technical wizard you know for disney and this is during the time when he left disney and worked at a bunch of other studios he worked with uh, warner brothers for a little bit and honestly i think he should just stick to technical stuff he's not a good director this this cartoon felt flat it was really boring gabby's a horrible character very hard to like it's not like donald duck where we kind of laugh at his misery with gabby it doesn't seem like he 
he ends up miserable. And when he does, it's not that enjoyable. He's just super loud, super complaining. So I give this one a 3 out of 10, mainly because of Gabby. I think he really brought the... I think he really is the reason why this one did not do very well. The next one is called Porky's Building, and he competes with a, another builder to build the city hall. And this one's pretty funny. They're both competing. Um, the one guy, he has a, a machine gun that shoots the brick and mortar to kind of build it up. It's pretty funny. And then Porky is struggling to keep up with it until eventually he gets a bunny who eagerly is like, Porky, let me try it. Let me try it. I think it's funny, he says. Or maybe, what about me, Porky? And uh, eventually he caves in, and then the bunny builds faster than the other guy can. And, uh, and Porky ends up triumphing. He ends up winning. I give this one a 5 out of 10. Um, although it was pretty enjoyable, uh, it, it fell flat. You know, once you see the third or the fourth time they try to build the building up again, because they keep destroying it, building back up, it's not that enjoyable anymore. It's kind of boring at that point. So I give it a five. Okay, the next one is called Porky's Service Shop. This is another one directed by Ubi Works. And he has a service shop where he fixes up cars. There's an annoying little baby bunny that keeps antagonizing him. Um, again, Ubi Works is not a good director. The, the cartoon fell flat. It, it didn't really make a whole lot of sense. I did not like this one. So I gave this one a 2 out of 10. This was not a very good cartoon. Very, very hard to watch. Unenjoyable. The next one's called Porky's Bad Time Story. And Porky and Gabby, they keep getting late to work every day because their alarm clock uh, doesn't work. And there's a whole bunch of stuff keeping them up at night. And again... I really don't like Gabby. It really made this cartoon hard to watch, hard to enjoy. So like the other one, I gave this one a 3 out of 10. One of the more notable things about this cartoon, despite that, is it's one of the early Bob Clampett cartoons, who would end up being a really great director later on. This is definitely not a good route, though. Not a good uh, first impression, but regardless. Um, the next one's called Porky's Railroad, and he... In this one, Porky races his steam engine with an electric train. Again, it's the same bulldog from the building one. He has this giant, really slick-looking electric train, whereas Porky's on this dinky old uh, steam-powered one. And uh, uh, this one was pretty funny. It was funny seeing them compete against each other, seeing Porky try to win, and he ends up winning. He ends up driving the electric one. And it's kind of sad. His uh, steam engine's all broken down, and... He's towing it in the back. But, uh, yeah, it was enjoyable. I gave it a 6 out of 10. The next one is called Get Rich Quick Porky. And Porky and Gabby, they try to buy land that has oil in it. There's a, a salesman who tries to sell them this land that's, like, rich with oil. But as it turns out, it's just gasoline cans that are full of oil. Um, but then uh, Porky, and where Gabby's able to dig all the way down below... The property and he actually does strike oil and uh and that's pretty much the whole cartoon i gave it a four out of ten again gabby man i, I have such a hard time liking him the next one's called porky's garden uh Cor i'm sorry porky competes in a in a fair with his garden and his neighbor's gardens eat it 
Um, he, the neighbor keeps opening his gate to let the chickens and stuff go in to eat his crop. And uh, it's pretty funny. I gave it a 6 out of 10. This is another Tex Avery one. Um, not a, not one of his better ones, but still enjoyable. I think it was still funny seeing the, the chickens get really, really fat. Um, but eventually they shrink down so much that they're little chicks. And it, it's pretty funny. Okay, the next one's called The Case of the Stuttering Porky. Uh, Porky's uncle has left behind a will. And uh, the lawyer he has to read the will to Porky, um, he's kind of mischievous. He wants to steal the money for himself. And this is kind of a, a boring cartoon. I really didn't enjoy it. Um, I gave it a 3 out of 10. There are other individuals in his family we don't really see later on. Uh, Porky's family, I should say. It's very forgettable. That, that's probably the only noteworthy thing. Okay, the next one's called Porky's Double Trouble. Um, nothing really notable here. Eh, kind of miss. Kind of a lame cartoon. I gave it a 4 out of 10. Okay. The next one is Porky's Hero Assembly. Uh, Porky imagines himself in Greece. There's a bunch of statues and whatnot. The the Gorgon, she's freezing people. And it's kind of humorous how they have that set up. She's like a photographer. She's like, say cheese. Lifts up her the camera and then the people freeze in a position. It, it's pretty funny. But again, it turns out it's just a dream. I gave it a 3 out of 10. You know, it's, it, it was pretty weird, pretty lame. The next one's called Porky's Papa. And Porky and his dad, they compete in which cow is the best. So, Porky's dad, he buys this machine that could create milk on its own, whereas Porky's trying to keep their old cow, I believe her name is Bessie, to try to keep her around and keep her job. And uh, it's kind of funny, the, the two cows crash into each other, and then the dad thinks that the mechanical one survived, so he milks it one last time. And then the helmet falls off, and then it's actually the real cow, so we realize she's actually the better one. She wins the competition. Um, I give this one a 6 out of 10. It was enjoyable, pretty funny, um, but pretty forgettable. The next one's called Porky at the Crocodero. He works as a, at a nightclub, and uh, this cartoon falls flat, you know, He's working there for a bit, but then it turns into just a bunch of singing and really weird stuff. I did not like this one. I gave it a 2 out of 10. Alright, the next one is called What Price Porky? So Porky and Chickens fight, and they fight ducks for their corn back because these ducks keep coming in and taking it away from them. What's interesting about this one is it shows ducks that look like Daffy, but they talk like Donald. So it kind of shows that they were trying to compete with Disney at this time, like they always do. I like this one. They kind of set it up like a World War One battle sequence. There were planes going around. There were trenches that they dug. There was like a DMZ. It was actually really funny and really cool. So I gave this one an 8 out of 10. I think it was really uh, enjoyable, really funny to see them fighting against each other like that. And Porky's kind of on the... the uh, uh, supporting character. He's not really forefront like the ducks and the chickens are. The next one's called Porky's Phony Express. So Porky delivers mail in the, in the style of Pony Express. It's on a horse. And uh, 
and his boss and then one of the other writers who who uh who don't think Porky could make it through this really dangerous route because it's in Indian territory and uh Porky actually ends up doing it. He ends up going through it. He proves them all wrong. And then he ends up being the manager. And uh, the guy who used to be his manager now works under him. Um, but it was a really short cartoon. It ended abruptly. And it was, I believe it was a Franklin Tash one. The animation style is just really gross looking. I did not like this one for the second like a 4 out of 10. All right. The next one is called Porky's 5 and 10. Uh, Porky gets his stuff taken by fish who kind of turn his um, his stuff into like a hotel and all that. They're pretty fancy dancing and all that. So eventually he gets all of his stuff back. Then he drives away. I gave this one a 6 out of 10 because um, it was funny seeing the fish take all of his stuff but it didn't really lead anywhere. And it ends very abruptly too. Mm. Porky's hardly in it. So, yeah, I gave it a 6 out of 10. Okay. Next one's called Porky's Hare Hunt. And uh, Porky gets antagonized by a white hare. And some believe this is one of the very first appearances of Bugs Bunny. Now, this bunny's not named at all. doesn't look anything like Bugs Bunny. This is just a random hare. But we do see some of the character traits that are in Bugs Bunny later on. Like, he stands up to his adversaries. He takes no nonsense. Um... But I didn't like this one because it felt like it was just a repeat of Porky's Duck Hunt, even to the point where certain camera angles and scenes were shot for shot identical to the Duck Hunt one. So I kind of felt they were just trying to repeat the same one, try to get the same, um, try to get the same acclaim and fanfare the other one did. But I don't think it did as well. I give it a five out of ten. Okay. The last one's called Engine Trouble, and in this one, Porky's wagon train runs into Injun Joe, who's a big Indian, and he chases them and um, breaks down a bunch of stuff. I did not like this one. I gave it a 3 out of 10. It's it's not that enjoyable for many reasons. Um, one, the animation style is pretty lame. Um, there's no storyline. It doesn't really make any sense. And... Uh, I, I just, I didn't like it. I, I think it's one of the more forgettable ones and definitely one worth passing, not watching. <laughs> Alright, so that's all of disc two. So now I'm going to move on to disc three. The, the first one's called Porky the Fireman, and in this one he fights a fire. Uh, he helps people who are jumping out of the building. Again, he has a sidekick that's kind of laid back and like, oh, what? Doesn't know what's going on. I gave this one a 2 out of 10. It was a pretty lame cartoon. And uh, not enjoyable. They repeated the same animation sequences over and over again, so it wasn't that creative. Um, so yeah, I, I gave it a 2 out of 10. The next one's called Porky's Party. For his birthday, he gets a silkworm who keeps uh, knitting sweaters, t-shirts, whatever. And, uh, and then chaos ensues because his dog ends up with the, the worm all kinds of stuff gets broken down. It was okay. It got boring after a while, so I get a 5 out of 10. <clears throat> okay, the next one's called Porky Spring Planting. So chickens attack Porky's crop. Again, like I've said before, there are ones that 
very, very similar to this one. I think that did a whole lot better than this one. This is kind of a lame one, kind of boring one. So I gave it a 3 out of 10. It's pretty forgettable. Okay, the next one is called Porky and Daffy. So in this one, Daffy's put into a boxing match against a rooster. And uh, at first, when you see the rooster, he's kind of skinny, kind of hunched over. You're like, oh, this isn't going to be a real competition. But then he takes off his coat, and he's like three times the size, super buff. It's pretty funny. Um, I gave this one a 7 out of 10. I think Daffy's humor works really well with Porky. I think they were trying to experiment to see what, um, what sidekick Porky should have. And uh, I think they, they made the right decision in making it Daffy. I think they get along really well together. Daffy's the crazy, zany kind of anarchist, whereas Porky's the gentle-natured um, pacifist. So they, they bounce off each other really, really well. And I really like that. So I gave it a 7 out of 10. This next one's called Holy Smoke. And uh, it shows Porky as a kid. Again, for some reason, they like to change his age a lot. And... Uh, he runs into another kid that's smoking, and then Porky starts to smoke, and then he has this like vision of seeing you know, why you shouldn't smoke. It, it definitely felt like a propaganda thing. It felt like an anti-smoking message, and I totally understand why they would do that. You know, I'm against kids smoking, but it wasn't that interesting of a story, and the way it was carried out was like pretty aggressive tactics and uh, not as... Uh, effective as it, other ads I've seen. But, again, it felt hollow. It felt pretty lame. So I gave this one a 2 out of 10. It, it was... It's not that I didn't like and appreciate the message they were trying to give. It was just, I thought it was poorly executed. I think they could have done a totally different direction with it. Next one, Porky and Wacky Land. So Porky goes to Africa to get the last of the Dodos. And... This is very, very similar to Alice in Wonderland. Um, there's just total chaos ensuing. There's no rhyme or reason to anything. So I think with this one, the animators had a really fun time because they got to design and do whatever the heck they wanted, really. And uh, there's some very strange, surreal imagery, kind of Salvador Dali feeling to me. And uh, I really like the Dodo. He's pretty straightforward and to the point. I think he's probably my favorite part of this whole thing. Of this whole episode. I, I shouldn't say episode. This whole short. Um, so I gave it a 6 out of 10. Again, the imagery got a little too surreal. got a little too weird for me. That's why I don't give it a higher one. But the Dodo makes it makes it worthwhile. So, yeah. 6 out of 10. Okay, the next one's called Porky's Naughty Nephew. Um, so Porky has a nephew that uh, he's at the beach with, and he keeps doing crazy stuff. He keeps whacking Porky in the head with like a two by four, and um, he pretends to drown, like all this crazy stuff. He's a very crazy nephew and very unenjoyable. He has that really, really annoying high pitched voice. Um, I can't remember her name, but they had a voice actress there at Warner Brothers that would do all the female roles usually, and then all the cool kid roles. Sometimes her voice is okay, it's manageable, it's bearable, but it was very unenjoyable. So because of that, I I gave it a 4 out of 10. It was funny seeing Porky in pain, but Nephew was really annoying, so it was hard to watch. <laughs> the next one is called Porky's in, Porky in Egypt. 
And uh, Porky and his camel, they go absolutely crazy in the desert. Um, not much of a storyline. Porky is riding on his camel because they're behind their whole, uh, I guess their whole infantry that they were with, their group they're with. And uh, they just start going crazy. The camel starts seeing an oasis. It says like Palm Springs on it. It's in a pool. Jumps into it. It's just all sand. Um, there isn't really a story. Because they go back to the town afterward. The camel's like, I'm done with this. They go back. And then Porky's like looking a little crazy. Like he's about to kill him. And that's it. That's where it ends. I did not like this at all. I give it a 3 out of 10. Because and not really a story to it. Uh, the next one's called the Daffy Dock. And uh, Daffy Duck in this, he's trying to become a doctor, or a surgeon, I should say. And he tries to use Porky as his patient. And he's chasing him around with a saw. And pretty crazy. Um, I gave it a 6 out of 10. Again, I really like Daffy, so it was funny seeing him chasing Porky and all this crazy stuff. I would have rated it higher if it was just Porky and and Daffy. I didn't like the storyline with Porky's, uh, I'm sorry, with Daffy's uh, doctor teacher. That didn't really fit in with the rest of it, but other than that, it was a great cartoon. Okay, the next one's called Porky the Gob. Um, Porky's on a battleship. There's all kinds of crazy stuff that happens. Uh, it, it was funny because I just recently watched Battleship Potemkin, so the battleship itself kind of looked like one from that era. And uh, it was really interesting to see the the differences between the two. This is definitely not like Battleship Potemkin. Um, this is more of a funny cartoon. I gave it a 6 out of 10. Um, Porky's funny in this. It's funny seeing him as a soldier. You know, there's this huge line of sailors that are really big, bulldogs. And then he runs up and he's really tiny. It's pretty comedic, pretty funny. Okay, the next one is called The Lone Stranger and Porky. And uh, this is a knockoff of the Lone Ranger. And the Lone Stranger, he's trying to save Porky from being robbed off of his uh, Wells Fargo uh, wagon. His Wells Fargo wagon. And uh, it's pretty funny. I don't know too much about the Lone Ranger. Um, I've never seen any of it, really. I just know I Ho Silver. That's about it. And I tried to watch the Johnny Depp movie, but... That was a really bad movie. But anyways, this episode, or this short, I gave a 7 out of 10. Um, it was funny, really funny to see the, the lone stranger at his home. There's like big billboards saying this is his house. It was really, really funny. Big spotlights. But yeah, 7 out of 10. The next one is called It's an Ill Wind, and Porky and his friend, they get scared of a dog. This one's really forgettable. I did not like it. Uh, hard to follow. I gave it a 4 out of 10 again. Not really much of a storyline. Okay. Next one's called Porky's Tire Trouble. And uh, Porky works at a tire factory and his dog causes issues. The dog, His dog falls from there, starts ripping up tires. The boss there is really angry at Porky for letting his dog come there. But, it was okay. I gave it a 6 out of 10. Next one's called Porky's Movie Mystery. And, uh, 
Porky's dressed up as a character called Mr. Moto. He kind of reminds me of like Fu Manchu or uh, Charlie Chan type of a character. And uh, he's chasing the, the character called the Phantom, who uh, who's wearing all black. He's got a big hat, big trench coat. You don't really see what he looks like. Uh, pretty forgettable cartoon. I didn't like it very much. I give it a 4 out of 10. Uh, the next one's called Chicken Jitters. And Porky has a fox that's trying to attack his chickens and a duck. And, um, again, this is like the other barnyard ones where it's a an antagonist trying to attack his farm. Okay, the next one's called Porky and Tea Biscuit. Um, Porky races a horse to get $11 for his dad. And this is very similar to another one on disc one. And, uh... It's kind of hard to differentiate the two. I didn't like this one. I gave it a 4 out of 10 because it's very similar to another one. So I kind of felt it was just a repeat and I wish it was a more unique storyline, but it's almost the exact same one. The next one is called Christopher Columbus Jr. In this one, Porky Pig, he's Christopher Columbus and it kind of tells the basic storyline of Christopher Columbus sailing in 1492. Um, you know, landing in the Americas, bringing Indians back to show Queen Isabella. So, it, it follows the storyline pretty well. Um, I give it a 6 out of 10. It, it's funny. It's funny to see, like, modern, well, what was then modern elements brought into, like, 1492. Yeah, it was pretty good. I gave it a 6 out of 10. The next one's called Polar Porky. Or no, Polar Pals. So, Porky's living up in the North Pole. Uh, this one was okay. Again, pretty forgettable. He's like an Eskimo in this one. And, uh, I don't know. It, it wasn't too good. I gave it a 4 out of 10. It's pretty forgettable. Not that interesting. The next one's called Scalp Trouble. So Porky and Daffy, they're fighting Indians. What did I like about this one? Not a whole lot, actually. It was kind of weird. Um... It didn't really make a whole lot of sense. I gave it a 6 out of 10. I didn't like it very much. Now the last one is called Old Glory. And I really, really liked this cartoon. Uh, this is one of the few Merry Melodies that are on this set. I think this and uh, I Haven't Got a Hat are the only Merry Melodies. And the way you can know is... Back in those days, Merry Melodies were done in color, and then uh, Looney Tunes were done in black and white. But then eventually they both were in color, and then, honestly, the only difference would be what they felt like doing that day. There was really no difference after a while. But anyways, in this one, Porky learns about the history of America from Uncle Sam. He sees the Revolutionary War, he sees um, the establishment of the Constitution, he sees uh, the beginnings of the Civil War. The, the characters look realistic. It reminds me a lot of Disney's animation for like Snow White, where the characters move and look like real people. And I think this is one of the best cartoons I've ever seen. I gave this one a 10 out of 10. This is an amazing one. I love seeing the history of the U.S. No. I mean, <laughs> I I love American history so much, and sure, we there's a lot of 
issues we have and a lot of problems, but what does it say in the Bible? He he that is without sin, let him cast first stone, right? So I love seeing the highlights and the good thing of American history. And it's really interesting seeing it from the point of view of Porky. You know, at the very beginning, he's pretty, he's trying to memorize the Pledge of Allegiance, but, you know, he has this stutter and he gets pretty frustrated and he's like, oh, why should I learn it anyways? And then Uncle Sam comes along and tells him why. Then, then Porky's like, okay, now I'll learn it. And it's got a pretty good message to it. So, yeah, I gave it a 10 out of 10. Beautifully animated. Um, all right, so that's all of Disc 3. I think Old Glory's a great one to end on. Um, so now we're on to Disc 4. Uh, this one's called Porky's Picnic. Porky and Petunia, they go into a picnic with her nephew. And uh, it reminds me very much of Porky's nephew in the Naughty Nephew, uh, Naughty nephew short. But this one is a little bit more enjoyable. He's not as annoying as the other one. Um, so I gave this one a 7 out of 10. I really liked the the animation style. It's another, I believe this is a Bob Clampett one. Uh, this style is what is on the cover. I, I think, when I think of Porky Pig, I think of this animation style. So I think this is when they really found their footing. The next one's called Wise Quacks. So Daffy has kids, and Porky helps save one from eagles. So it's interesting seeing Daffy Duck being married and having kids a couple times. This is an element they kind of touch on a little bit later as well. And uh, it doesn't really fit Daffy's personality, uh, the nervous father. I don't think that fits Daffy very well. But I love seeing him being chased and fighting against the eagles. There's a whole bunch of eagles. I thought that was pretty funny. So I gave it a 6 out of 10. Uh, next one is Porky's Hotel. So Porky has an old goat visiting his hotel. And the goat has like a broken leg. He keeps telling Porky, you know, I don't want anyone bothering me. I need, I need my sleep. And of course there's this little duck that keeps antagonizing this poor goat. And uh, it's pretty funny. There's a lot of zany things that happen. You know, Porky's Hotel goes is what you would expect. It's kind of a rundown little building. Stuff falls apart. The, like I said, the little duck chases the poor goat around. I gave it a 6 out of 10. Okay, the next one is called Jeepers Creepers. Uh, Porky investigates a haunted house where there's a, a ghost in it. And uh, I actually really liked this one. I gave it a 7 out of 10. It was very interesting. I loved the ghost character. And, uh... It, it's pretty similar to the Mickey Mouse cartoon where he, uh, Donald and Goofy are ghost hunters, but this one, uh, it's just Porky, and he's not a ghost hunter, though. He's a, he's a police officer. That's the difference, really. Okay, the next one's called Naughty Neighbors. So this is kind of a, a play on the Hatfield and McCoy story, and uh, Porky and Petunia, they're the Hatfield and McCoys that fall in love with each other, and that's pretty much it. Not too notable. I give it a 5 out of 10. Um, yeah, it was funny seeing the two sides feud against each other. There's like an actual physical line that one family would be on one side, the other one would be on the other. It was funny seeing them antagonize each other, but eh, it was pretty... It was okay. It wasn't great. I give it a 5 out of 10. Next one's called Pied Piper Porky. 
So Porky has a cat chase uh, a rat when his pipe is broken. The original story is Porky chasing out a bunch of rats with the pipe. Then once it brings the cat in, it totally changes and kind of becomes like a Tom and Jerry cartoon. I didn't like this one as much uh, because of that, because it kind of went a different route. But I gave it a 6 out of 10. Um, not too bad. Okay, the next one's called Porky the Giant Killer. So Porky runs into a giant and his baby and uh, tries really hard to not wake him up, but he ends up doing so, so he has to play some music to kind of put him to sleep. And uh, I didn't like this one. It just ends with Porky stuck in their lair. It's not really an ending. I gave it a 5 out of 10. The next one's called The Film Fan. So Porky goes to the movies instead of to the grocery store. And the, the funniest part in this scene is actually one of the last ones where a uh, an usher for the movie theater, he says, Is there any boy here that was supposed to go to the store? If so, your mother's waiting for you at home. And then the whole audience, like, and they all run out. Porky was supposed to go to the store, but it turns out so was everyone else. So it was okay. Pretty funny. Uh, I gave it a 5 out of 10. The next one's called Porky's Last Stand. Um, he has a restaurant cart that keeps getting destroyed by a crazy bull and Daffy. Um, I give it a 5 out of 10. Really hard to watch because it was pretty boring. Um, not a whole lot happened in this one. It wasn't until like the last two minutes of it where the bull is chasing Daffy into the cart that it got interesting. The next one's called Africa Squeak. So Porky, he's walking around with a bunch of uh, natives around Africa. Um, that's really it. They just walk around, kind of sing a couple tunes. That's about it. There's no real story to it. So I gave this one a 3 out of 10. The next one's called Alibaba Bound. And Alibaba, he attacks Porky's fort. And uh, this is very similar to another one that's on disc 1. Um, I didn't like this one as much because of that. 4 out of 10 is what I gave up. Next one's called Pilgrim Porky. And uh, Porky and friends, they're traveling to America in 1620. Again, pretty similar to the Pilgrim story. And uh, there's a couple funny things that happen on this ship, but it, it's, it's okay. I gave it a 6 out of 10. And the next one's called Slap Happy Pappy. And uh, a rooster on Porky's farm, he wants to have a son. He keeps having daughters. And uh, he starts singing the song. It's not really a Porky Pig cartoon. It kind of feels like a one-and-done Mary Melodies, where characters have no real consequence. Porky's kind of just there. It's not really one of his. I gave it a 3 out of 10. It's really strange, really odd compared to the other ones on this set. Why is this in there? It doesn't make any sense. Okay. Next one's called Porky's Poor Fish. A cat tries to eat Porky's fish. He has a pet store that has a bunch of fish in it. Um, again, like the last one, Porky's hardly in it. It's mainly the fish and the cat that you see in it. Okay, the next one's called You Ought to Be in the Pictures. And uh, Porky decides to go into the movies after Daffy kind of persuades him to do that. And this is really notable because... It shows the actual animation studio that was called Termite Terrace back then. 
Um, we actually get to see Leon Schlesinger. We get to see some of the animators. These are real people interacting with the animated characters. And uh, I really like this one. You know, Porky, he decides to go through with it. But Leon's like, nah, he'll be back. He'll be back. Uh, Porky's in the studio lot. He's trying to get through, but the security guard won't let him. So Porky kind of sneaks around, ends up on a movie set. And uh, he trips and causes a bunch of loud noise and chaos, gets thrown out. And uh, he realizes that Daffy was trying to trick him because Daffy wanted to take the spotlight that Porky had. And uh, ironically enough, that actually happened. But um, yeah, Porky comes back. He's like, I want my old job. And he's like, Leon's like, you're hired. Good. Let's get back to work. And uh, I really like this one. I, I was very impressed how they were able to combine live action actors with animated cartoons. Especially when... There's a couple instances where the security guard picks up Porky's car and throws it. It's a little awkward looking, but the fact that they were able to achieve that is fantastic. I really was very impressed with this one. So, again, I gave it an 8 out of 10. The next one's called The Chewin' Bruin. And uh, Porky has an uncle that tells the story of a bear who liked to chew tobacco. Um... I don't get how he has an uncle that's a dog. That doesn't really make a lot of sense. <laughs> and uh, the animation style was a little weird. But I, di I didn't get why this was in there. It was kind of an odd, again, like a Mary Melody's one and done type of deal. So I gave this one a 4 out of 10. The next one's called Porky's Baseball Broadcast. So Porky's broadcasting a baseball game. He's the announcer, and and he's also talking to the radio. And I really like this one. Um, later on, Bugs Bunny. I didn't know this until I watched this specific cartoon. They actually recreated it with Bugs Bunny to do Baseball Bugs, which is one of my favorites as well. And I'm actually not a baseball fan, so I don't really... It's not that I'm interested in the sport and all, but... I really like seeing uh, Porky as a broadcaster. It kind of made me a little happy. I was like, hey, I kind of do that. So I related it to it a lot. I really like this one. So I gave it a 6 out of 10. Okay, the next one's called Patient Porky. And uh, Porky's admitted into a hospital. Again, this is a lot like the one with Daffy that was, uh, I think it's called Dr. Daffy Dog. Um, there's like a crazy... Uh, cat that he he's in the hospital for an undisclosed reason and then he decides to antagonize Porky chase him with the socks very very similar to the Daffy Dock one so I wasn't too impressed I gave it a 2 out of 10 because I felt it was exact replica of the other one then I thought it was interesting how um, they follow this one up with calling Dr. Porky so Porky's a doctor at a hospital um, it was okay. The storyline eh, was iffy, but I gave it a 6 out of 10. Um, and then the next one is Prehistoric Porky. Yeah, Porky's a caveman, so kind of going through the motions of life. Kind of interesting to see modern stuff back in the caveman times, but not really much of a story. It was more of a spectacle, so I gave it a 3 out of 10. All right.
So that's disc four. Now I'm going to move on to disc five, final disc. Next one's called The Sourpuss. And uh, this one's about Porky and his cat, and they go fishing. Um, the fish keep escaping from the cat and kind of antagonize him. So I give it a six out of ten. I think uh, this cat in particular might be a, an archetype for uh, Sylvester the cat. He kind of he has the same color scheme and kind of characteristics of Sylvester. <clears throat> the next one, and I gave that one a six out of ten. Next one's called Porky's Hired Hand. So Porky hires a, a pig to stand guard over his chickens because the fox keeps coming in and taking them. And the guard, he's a, a really tall, kind of bumbling doofus. He looks like Porky, but he's a skinny, really tall character. And then he's like, oh yeah, you could count on me. I won't fall asleep. Then it cuts to the next scene and he's sleeping. So are the chickens. And the fox comes in and tries to convince him to um, steal the chickens with him. And then after that, <clears throat> Porky comes in with a gun because he hears all this crazy noise going on. That's kind of where it ends. Because of the fox, he shrunk down. He was stuck in an incubator. It was okay. I didn't like it very much, though. So I gave it a 4 out of 10. The next one's called the Timitoriador. And Porky's selling tamales and ends up in a bullfight. Very, very similar to the last cartoon on disc 1. Um, so, because of that... It was, it was hard to watch because it was basically the same cartoon, so I gave it a 3 out of 10. Next one's called Porky's Snooze Reel. So Porky has a newsreel. And honestly, I don't know if they were intending for, <laughs> for it to actually be a snooze fest. This is a very boring cartoon. I did not like it. So I gave it a 2 out of 10. Next one's called Porky's Bear Facts. And uh, Porky has a neighbor that's a bear who didn't prepare for... Um, the harsh winter so Porky's like you know be good to your neighbor so he lets him eat his food and then springtime comes around and the bear again he's not preparing at all for the winter so I give it a four out of ten it's like why am I supposed to like this character he's kind of lazy he doesn't do anything all right then the next one is called Porky's preview so Porky has animated his own cartoon now what I I was pretty impressed with this one because they actually drew stick figures and uh, animated them so it looked like a little kid drew it um but that was pretty much it it was more of a spectacle showing that they were willing to do crazy animation like that so i gave it a six out of ten uh, the next one's called porky's ant the porky tries to capture an ant in west africa um pretty similar storyline to porky's duck hunt and hare hunt just this time with an ant. Um, it was okay. Not not too good of a story. <laughs> so I gave it a 4 out of 10. The next one's called Akoi Decoy. So Daffy and Porky, they're on books. And uh, Warner Brothers did a lot of these book type of animated shorts where the characters on the book covers would come to life um, after the bookstores closed. I gave it a 5 out of 10. It was funny to see Daffy uh, going through a lot of crazy stuff. Like, he has a, a wooden female duck, and they end up having kids, and it's kind of funny. Um, but I gave it a 5 out of 10. It was kind of lame. You know, the other book ones like this, there are a whole bunch of books that come to life, and this one only two or three, so it wasn't too interesting. 
Um, the next one is called Porky's Prize Pony. So Porky has to raise a really, really crazy horse after his uh, his prized horse, his actual race horse, is drugged. And uh, this crazy horse actually ends up helping Porky win the race. And he's just absolutely insane. He runs really fast. Um, he's kind of a klutz. His hair falls in his face. It's pretty funny. I gave it a 6 out of 10. Uh, the next one's called Meet John Doughboy. This is kind of a war propaganda cartoon. Um, Porky's not really in this one. Um, but they're showing off the different planes, different artillery, which was fine. You know, this was right before World War II. Makes sense to get people pumped up. So I gave it a 4 out of 10. Not because I didn't appreciate the message, but because it wasn't really a Porky Pig cartoon. This could have easily been a, a, a war propaganda one that didn't have anything to do with Porky. Next one's called We the Animals Squeak. So a mother cat tells her story on the radio about how she had to save her, her cat from uh, a bunch of crazy mice. And again, it was good animation. It reminded me a lot of like a Tom and Jerry cartoon, but again, it had hardly anything to do with Porky. He was like a broadcaster and she told her story over the radio. It didn't really make sense why it was a Porky cartoon. The next one's called the Henpecked Duck. So Duck, uh, Daffy and his wife want a divorce because uh, Daffy, he decides to uh, use magic to hide his, his the egg that he's trying to keep warm, that they're hatchling, and uh, the egg ends up disappearing. And so Daffy, he's you know, crying, he's in court, he's like, yeah, try it one more time. And he brings the, the egg back and then they don't get a divorce. Um, so I give it a 7 out of 10. You know, again, not really a Porky cartoon, more of a Daffy Duck cartoon. The next one's called Notes to You. And a, a cat terrorizes Porky with his singing and uh, all kinds of crazy stuff. It's funny because he starts off with like the... Starts off with that song. Um, and uh, I thought it was pretty funny. There's a lot of other ones pretty similar to this. But I really liked the cat antagonizing Porky in this one. And Porky actually does end up killing the cat, but then the cat haunts him with his nine ghosts. So, you know, cats have nine lives, right? So that one, I gave an eight out of 10. I thought it was really, really funny. <clears throat> okay, the next one's called Robinson Crusoe Jr. Again, like the Christopher Columbus one, this is just a telling of the, the story. Although Robinson Crusoe, of course, is a book, it didn't actually happen. It wasn't too interesting, you know, Porky's on an island. It was a four out of 10. I give it a 4 out of 10. Uh, the next one's called Porky's, <clears throat> called Porky's Matinee. And in this one, he's chasing the ant around from the... Uh, uh, let's see. It's the same ant from the Porky's Ant short. And the... Because Porky, he's like a film projectionist, I think. Some type of worker at a theater. And he's just chasing the ant around there. It's okay. I didn't like it too much. I gave it a, a 4 out of 10. Uh, next one is called Porky's Pooch. This one, a dog antagonizes Porky. Again, th these there's a lot of cartoons pretty similar to this. You know, like the cat one on the ant one. This one, I did not like as much. It was pretty lame. I gave it a 3 out of 10. Again, I felt it was a repeat of the other ones. The next one is called Porky's Pastry Pirates. 
And in this one, there's some bees that are bothering Porky at his bakery. Um, again, kind of like being out one, not too interesting. I gave it a 3 out of 10. Who's Who in the Zoo? That's the next one. There's a bunch of different zoo animals. Like, totally random. I don't get I did not get it at all. I gave it a 2 out of 10. Uh, the next one, Porky's Cafe. So Porky has a cafe. Again, like in his bakery one, there's people trying to antagonize him. I gave it a 4 out of 10. Um, and then the next one is called Confusions of a Nutsy Spy. So Porky, he's chasing around a Nazi spy that may or may not be working for Hitler. So, okay. Not too good. I give it a 4 out of 10. And then the last one, number 101, is called Porky Pig's Feet. And uh, Porky and Daffy, they're inside a hotel, and they're messing around with the hotel manager. It, it was not too good. I, I was a little disappointed with it, because this is the one that people talk about a lot on this set, other than the ones I've mentioned before. So it, it was kind of a downer to end on that one. All right. So those are all the discs for Porky Pig. Um, I'm going to go on a break real quick, but first, here's a message from our sponsor. This podcast is brought to you by Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Here's how. It's totally free. There are tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast from your computer and even your cell phone, but that's not all. Anchor distributes your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many, many more. You could even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. Anchor is everything you need to make a complete podcast all in one small place. So go on and download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Okay, so now that we're back from our break, I'm going to get into some critical views and my personal views on the Porky Pig 101 collection. So, there aren't too many critics, per se, like the Time Magazine or anything that criticize this, but many Looney Tunes fans and user reviews on Amazon and different sites, they have a lot of criticism for this set. They are not huge fans of the transfers. And like I've said before, they used whatever elements they could. So I don't think they should judge them too hardly, harshly for that. Another reason why they didn't like it were title cards are different than the original ones. Again, same thing. They used what they could. Um, then a final one. Many find the content is, uh, is offensive. There's a lot of racial stereotypes and such in it. And although true, I think we need to stop looking at history with a modern scope. You know, we need to look at it and recognize that this is what they thought was okay back then. It's different now. We don't do that anymore. And I'm glad they didn't censor or cut down any of these cartoons. They had them as they were. And they have, like, a title card saying this is not their current views on people. And, uh, yeah, those are pretty much the critical views on it. Not a whole lot of people like it. Um, a lot of people, a lot of diehard Looney Tunes fans, not collectors, but more of, like, really big Looney Tunes fans, did not like the transfers. So, I'll get into my personal views now. Um, you know, I, I did rate the transferring of 
a lot of the cartoons, and I recognize that they did their best. You know, it's we shouldn't judge them too harshly because they had very limited sources. They needed to be able to to use what they could. It's a miracle that we have 101 of these cartoons. You know, some are almost 100 years old. It's insane. They will be pretty soon. So. Now we'll get into my personal views on the discs themselves. I'm going to say the best of each disc, and then the best overall, and the worst of cartoon overall. So the best from each disc. From disc one, I thought Gold Diggers of 49. I really like this one. Again, Tex Avery's crazy. Um, fourth wall breaking, and zany movements, and crazy characters. I really like this one. And then the next one, another Tex Avery, Porky's Duck Hunt. Um, I love seeing first appearance of Daffy Duck again, one of my favorites. It's for disc two, then disc three, Old Glory. Again, the animation style is superb and amazing. I loved it. And then for disc four, you got to be in pictures. I love seeing um, in live action actors and characters and the Daffy and Porky fighting. I really like that. And then the last one. Uh, notes to you were the cats antagonizing Porky. Um, again, the last disc kind of felt like a lot of cartoons similar to this one. I think this is the best of all of those. Alright. Now the best cartoon overall in this whole set, in my opinion, has got to be Old Glory. Again, the animation style is amazing. I love the coloring in it. Yeah, this is a black and white set mostly, and I, I didn't mind the black and white cartoons. Um, but the style that they use in making these characters flow and look like real people, I thought they did a fantastic job. Um, so yeah, that's why I think it's the best one overall. <clears throat> then the last, the worst cartoon I think on this whole set is Porky's Romance. Uh, again, Petunia is such a hard character to like. I did not like the way she treated Porky and even before he was imagining their life together, he walked up to her and she's like, oh, I don't want these. And he was going to give her flowers and chocolates. He, she did not like it. Um, yeah, it was hard to watch, hard to like. All right. Well, those are my thoughts and feelings on all the Porky Pig cartoons. Um, again, I highly recommend this set if you're a huge Looney Tunes fan and a huge film collector. Um, it's a miracle that we even have this set and I love seeing the transition from the different animation styles starting with the classic 30s to more of what was in the 40s which was more a little, a little more realistic and had color in it. Um, sure I recognize there are a lot of problems uh, such as with the transfers but also with like racial stereotypes <clears throat> but also with the racial issues on it. Again, though, I think we need to still appreciate history and recognize, yes, there were a lot of um, bad things we used to do back then, but then again, he that is without sin, let him cast the first stone. That's, that's the way we have to look at these things. We have to be like, you know, on one hand, it's really cool that we have all these cartoons, but on the other, some of them aren't the best. I think the worst things about the worst thing about this set isn't really the transfers, even the racial stereotypes, although both were pretty bad. 
think the worst thing overall is um, isn't actually anything to do with the set. It's what the animators were doing. They repeated some storylines over and over and over again, and it kind of got old. Now, I know these premiered before movies. Um, you know, they were like, they were part of preview, really. They weren't really meant to be taken that seriously and meant to be a continual storyline. You know, most people would forget anyways. So, it's interesting to see this, um, just cartoon after cartoon. Again, if you're a huge Looney Tunes fan, huge animation fan, huge collector, I recommend this. Um, I'll even show you it right here. This is what it looks like. Um, again, I really like the cover style. This is the Bob Clampett. And I really liked how they were able to get an actual animation cell from the Clampett family and put it on the cover here. And then these are the discs. That's disc one, two, three, four. And five's missing because it's still in my Blu-ray player. But uh, yeah, overall, I still recommend it. It's a great, great collector's item. Warner Archive, they do some great things. And uh, if I had to rate the set overall, I'm not based on my rating on the cartoons, just on the set overall, I think I'd give it an 8 out of 10. Um, yeah, there's a lot of cartoons that are really lame, kind of boring on it. There's, there's some gold in here. There's some really amazing cartoons in here. All right, so those are my thoughts on Porky Pig 101. Uh, next time, I'll be discussing the next and last film ever for Star Wars Week. This will be a special episode since it is the last time, and it will be a live stream. This will be my first attempt at it. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> um, I'll be doing a review of Rise of Skywalker, but in Addition to that, I will be discussing the Star Wars Vintage Collection that was just released on Disney Plus, and my personal rankings for all the Star Wars movies. So this will be premiering at 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on May 14th, so be there or be square. Alright, well until next time, this has been Surfing Through Cinema with Hawaii Harry. Take care! Thank you for listening to Surfing Through Cinema. Make sure to check us out on Facebook at Surfing Through Cinema with Hawaii Harry and on Instagram with Surfing Through Cinema. We also have a website, www.anchor.fm forward slash Surfing Through Cinema, where you can learn more details on upcoming episodes and on past episodes.